Hello listeners, and welcome to another episode of Voices from the Northeast. It is cold outside. It's uh, January here, right, a few weeks in, and there's snow on the ground, ice on the top of your car in the morning, and I imagine everyone has turned the thermostat up a few extra degrees already. That brings us nicely to today's episode. In today's episode, I'm going to actually talk to my mum, and she's going to tell us about uh, her childhood in Ashington, and uh, certainly the days before you had the thermostat on the wall. We're going to hear about um, the outside toilet, the bath hanging up in the backyard, and sitting in front of the fire just to keep yourself warm. Without further ado, brace yourselves for a cold one. I'm going to dial in and let my mum tell her story. Right, what do you want me to talk about? Cold, frosty mornings? Uh, well, um, yes. So all I wanted you to do was um, yeah, tell us what it was like. I mean... For example, we woke up this morning, it was really cold, and put the heating on, um, and kind of take that for granted. So take us back to, what, the 1960s, and tell us what it was like then. I can probably even go further back than that. I can go back to the late 50s, probably. Um, Yes, it was blooming cold. I can remember, very, very cold. Yeah, Grandma used to get up very early in the morning and put the fire on. She would have to go and get the uh, sticks which Grandad had chopped and um, lay the fire and light it. I was very, very lucky in the fact that by the time I came into the living room, there was a fire on. But that was it for the whole house. So I was no, just going to say, there's no. we're not talking central heating, we're not talking not a fire that heats radiators in another room. All. No, nothing like that. You had to wait until the fire sort of what we call bleezed up and then you would have to put some more coal on and wait till that settles and then you would eventually get a bit heat. But when you woke up, it was nothing to see the windows heavily frosted on the inside. And you would have been in bed probably. Some would have had a hat on. I can remember sometimes going to bed and putting a hat on because the bedroom was so cold. In the late 50s, early 60s, I was in the same bedroom as my mum and dad for um, for a long time. So it it was pretty cold, let's put it that way. You would try and get dressed basically under the bedclothes if you if your mother would let you get away with it so um, whereabouts whereabouts are we talking in a house like that so just to try and give people a picture of well we had when my parents emigrated to australia after the war they were 10 pound poms the government had a voucher where if you wanted to emigrate however they didn't settle after about six years they came back we lived in with my grandmother first for a few weeks and then we eventually got a one bedroom flat and it was one bedroom one communal room which had the kitchen table in the sofa everything like that and a scullery with no hot water so just for somebody of my age what the heck is a scullery a scullery is basically almost like a big cupboard and that was where your hot water was your little kitchen stove and sometimes the hot plates were separate 
and that was it. The toilet was at the bottom of the yard. That was so whereabouts? Where this was down this? Hawthorne Road. Wow. In what? Yeah, would have been nineteen fifty nine. Maybe we moved there. I would think. Um, and I was in the same bedroom as my parents. So yes, we had no hot water. I remember at first we had no hot water. Um, everything was boiled. There was a big old fashioned range in the living room which was a big black leaded thing where there was an oven on the side and you heated the, the kettle on and everything on that. So that basically warmed the whole house up. But they were taken out, I would say, early 60s, that, you know, modernisation came and these gorgeous old ranges that you see in places like Beamish and things like that. Yeah. They were taken out. And a modern fireplace was put in and we got a cooker and we got, um, it was a little, oh gosh, I can't remember what you called it. It was like a little geezer on the wall that um, supplied the hot water separate to the cold water. So, wow. yeah. And Did that, you say that the flat? It was, was a downstairs flat, a one bedroom downstairs flat down Hawthorne Road. They're probably all houses now. It was just up from St Andrew's Church. Okay. Yeah, down Hawthorne Road. 144 Hawthorne Road. And where did you say the toilet was? Outside, down the bottom, next to the um, the coal house at the bottom. of. So, And it was a communal one, upstairs, flat, used it as well. Um, the couple upstairs, Dennis and Audrey, I remember their names were... And they used the same loo as we did. It was just between five of us, basically. Yeah. So, yes, it was pretty cold. I was lucky because uh, my mum was really nice to me. <laughs> she used to put me clothes in the morning to get ready for school on the clothes horse near the fire so they would warm up. Wow. So, I mean, I'm sure not every mum did that, but I was slightly coddled, should I say, when I was a young girl. Um so I got up and the, my clothes were nice and warm as I came in to get it. But um, it was cold. It was, yeah, I can remember it being very, very cold. And when you, well, mums used to have to go down the yard to get coal or you, you would put it in a, um, a come on, a, a pail at the side of the fireplace so that you could put coal on the fire easily. But it wasn't a very big one and you would have to go back down the, the yard and fill it up again the coal man would deliver once a week a load of coal um so yeah it was quite quite cool in those days and of course the outside loo there was always a tiny little paraffin heater in there just a tiny little thing so that the pipes didn't freeze but i do remember going into the down the outside loo when i was a little girl and shouting on me dad to see the water in the toilet had frozen solid so, yes, and he would come with a bit warm water and try and pour it down to defrost it. So a heck of a lot difference from just turning a little dial nowadays. Good Lord. And so, and you you said you were, um, what, three of you in a one-bedroom house. So how long was it before you had your own bedroom? Um, gosh, I would say I was at junior school, so it would be about seven, probably seven or eight before we actually went re really well up in the world we got a prefab 
Now, prefabs, I don't know if you know what a prefab is, but they were built for the housing shortage after the war. They were prefabricated houses. Um, I'm desperately trying to remember whether they did have central heating. I don't think they did. I really don't remember, but I don't think, think it was as cold a house. I can't remember that, I'll be honest. I can't remember that. But we had an inside toilet and a bathroom. <laughs> so, yes, when you think back, yeah, you forget things until you, you know, someone asks you things like this. I mean, to heat the beds at night, it was, um, I can remember my grandma would sometimes take a shelf out of the oven and wrap it in a towel and put it in the bed. Or the other thing would be a brick. Um, there was stone hot water bottles, which she had. But I do remember my mum getting the rubber hot water bottles. But the seal wasn't always, they didn't last in them days. And you would wake up in the morning and think you'd peed the bed. And actually you hadn't. The seal had gone on the hot water bottle. And if you can imagine, no duvets. It was, um, you know, brush sheets, brush cotton sheets. And lots and lots of heavy blankets. And if you couldn't afford blankets, it was coats. You've just put your own, you know, coats from the family were put on the bed to keep you warm. So, yeah, it was, you just got on with it because you didn't know anything different. We didn't have heating, so you didn't really know. Nobody had it, so you didn't know any different, you know. But I remember going to school and the school didn't have radiators even when I first started, um, especially... At the junior school, I can't remember them having radiators and us having to do exercises in the classroom when you to went in up. to keep to warm us up before the day started. When you say the junior school, which which school we're talking about? My my junior school was the North Junior School. So where North what's school. that? That's now Cavendish, is it? I don't know what it's called now. Is that the one? Did did they tear it down and build the new building? Yes, they built the new one. Um, so it was next to Second Avenue Church. I was Church. just going to say it's our uh, Cocos or whatever it was. It's oh, now okay. houses now. But yes, beside the Piv, the Bingo Hall, that was the North School. Yeah, definitely. And I do remember going to the classrooms and having to do a bit of exercise. But I do remember I didn't pass my 11 plus and I just went to a secondary modern school. And Hearst Park had open arches around the quadrangle yeah. in the middle. The classrooms yeah. were around the outside, then there was arches. And those arches were open. So when you came out of your classroom, you came out into the elements, basically, till they filled them all in. That would be early 60s, I think, they filled all them in. So, uh, yes, and what a difference. Because obviously by the, by the 90s, they were definitely filled in when I was there. Yes, um, yeah. But you had the old miners' school up um, Ashton High School. The annex building had exactly the same. It was the uh, same thing. Open um, archways, and they left their archways open, didn't they? That's right. So you but they got an idea of what Hurst Park must have been like. Yeah, that's right. They were bitterly, bitterly cold, you know. Yeah, nobody liked morning lessons in the annex in winter because it was freezing cold. That's right. That's right. And you had central heating. We did. We yeah, did. we didn't. Or if we did, it, did, it didn't work very well. And the other thing was we used to get free milk in those days, in the 50s and 60s. And the milk would be frozen so solid, it would be like the cream would be two inches above the top of the bottle of milk. 
<laughs> and they used to put, when we did get radiators, they used to put the crates of milk in the corridors next to the um, the radiator sort of thing or downstairs next to the boilers to defrost the milk. So you got this lukewarm ugh, milk. <laughs> Can you imagine what that defrosted milk sort of tepid? Oh, oh. Sometimes it got off the bottles. Oh. I hated it. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I hated it, I'll be honest. But, um, yeah, we just survived. Um, I mean, we were better off than, say, our grandparents even, you know, who they didn't even have sort of nice thick blankets. They would just have um, their coats on the bed, you know. So each generation. And I suppose, I mean, so what was granddad doing for work at this time because i'm thinking we're, we're here thinking this from your point of view um, as a child getting up on a cold morning and going to school but i mean he was getting up on a cold morning and well going in, the, to work. in the 50s when we first came home from australia he actually worked as a, a driver for oh gosh a bakery that used to be at the top end of ashton i think it was proud locks i'm not sure and it used to be a bakery and he used to be on um the van now in those days you had vans yeah. that went round and sold bread and bits of grocery and all sorts of things and they went up country because i remember before i started school sometimes he would take me up with him for the day probably to get his oh. out probably a washing day because in those days you had a wash house that you you know you had to set fire to the boiler you had to put a fire under the boiler and boil the water up to do your washing um so i wow. think sometimes granddad would take me off for the day and we'd go up all these places i mean i remember i didn't know at the time but he used to do deliver bread to places like linden hall when it was two sisters who owned it and things like that in the middle of the most dreadful winters because we had much yeah more wintry winters in them days should i say with a lot more snow you know mm -hmm. so yeah oh, gosh there's so many things when i think back now yeah freezing cold absolutely you know and it was a case of um you had it was no man-made fibers so it was wool coats and leather shoes and when they got wet your feet were frozen um, when your mittens, if you went out to play in the snow and your mittens got wet, it was socks on your hands to play with. <laughs> you know, I do remember that. And every, all, they would all be lying drying as you came in and changed your socks and everything. Or wellies, can you imagine? Cold wellies all the time, just with a pair of socks oh. on. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. But... Like I said, you know, each generation something progresses. I would much, I know people say it was the good old days, but give me a <laughs> dial on the wall nowadays and the whole house heated. Then a coal fire where when you stepped away from the coal fire behind the sofa or something like that, it was cold and not another bit of heating in the rest of the house. Crikey. Yeah, you can't imagine it, can you? No, it, well, it is hard to imagine, like you say, it's not, it, but, you know, having not lived with it, just as I suppose at the time you accepted yeah. it, because you didn't have central heating, you didn't know anybody with central heating, so it's e equally difficult to try and imagine it now, the closest you get to it now is when someone's heating breaks and everyone's hands. That's right, absolutely, I mean, we used to have, you know, 
the bath when I was little, because we didn't have a bathroom, um, was the tin bath in front of the fire. And in winter, because it used to hang in the yard, so you can imagine how oh, wow. bitterly cold it was. And you've got to imagine that the water had to be heated in kettles on the fire, in pans and kettles. So you didn't want to waste a lot of water by heating the bath up first. So I can remember yeah. the, the the sort of the bath being brought in and a good hour before you would have a bath and just laying on the floor in front of the fire to try and warm the tin. So it was nice yeah. cold when the water hit it. And yeah, I, I do remember my mum having a bath or my dad even having a bath. And the, we used to have like a, a three clothes hole so it went round, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. So the big towels would be draped over it. Because if you opened the door to go into the scullery, it was freezing cold that came. This icy blast came in. So, yeah, we kept the towels round, kept us warm whilst we had a bath. We certainly didn't have a soak in the bath like you do now. <laughs> no, I would not imagine no, you would. I remember I would be bath first, probably because I was little and wasn't that dirty. Then my mum would have a bath and then my dad would have a bath. Yeah. Because wow. I was always by that time in bed, so my dad, you know, you weren't allowed to see yeah. your, your parents in those days. So, <laughs> yes, I would be in bed when they had their bath. Um, so, happy days. Like I say, we survived. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yes, on, on that cold note, ma'am, I, I will let you go and uh, turn the dial back up and uh, get my... <laughs> <laughs> Not with your dad, you know what he's like. Every time I turn the heating up, he true. turns it down. <laughs> All right then. All right. Thank you very, very, very no much. Bother. Bet, no bother. Yeah, I, I bet a lot of people will have a lot of response thoughts to that because I bet there's a lot of people can remember being that cold. <laughs> I think there'll be an yeah. awful lot of people. Very much so. Yeah. All right then. See ya. Bye. Bye. Wow. I mean, cold. <laughs> I honestly cannot get my head around the idea of going out into the, the backyard and bringing the cold bathtub in. Can you imagine bringing the bathtub in for a cold, from the cold, into your house for a, a bath on a, on a January evening? I mean... Wow, that's got to have been cold. Like, wow. I guess it reminds us that, you know, our um, a lot of us, anyway, take central heating for granted. It's really easy to turn the dial up on the wall right now and warm us up. Goodness me. Well, I hope that episode was interesting. I mean, it, it certainly was to me. I hope it was to you as a listener. I'd love to think that it's um, it's jogged a few of your own memories of that time that you'd like to share with us on the podcast. These first few episodes of the series, I'm really putting them out there to try and encourage people to think about their history and come forward and share those stories. Just like you do on a Facebook page when you see a photograph and you want to drop a five-line comment to say, I remember that, it used to be like this for me. I want you to do exactly the same with this podcast so that future episodes we can really fill with lots of different people's takes on certain things. 
So if, if this episode has really reminded you about those cold mornings, uh, about the bath being in the um, backyard or the outside toilet, anything like that, get yourself over to our website, anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast and press the message button. It'll ask for a few details so that once you've sent me the voicemail message, it can notify you by email that you're going to be included in an episode. It's brilliant. Um, so please take a moment, you know, even write a few notes down on a piece of paper first if you want to be you know, really clear in what you say. Or just go over to anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast. Leave me your memories so I can include them in a future episode. Well, I'm going to leave that there for today. Stay warm and safe, everybody. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.